Welcome back, everyone. <laughs> this meeting is being recorded. Welcome back, everyone. It has been a while, been a couple weeks since our last episode, but guess who's back? Chris is back with Throwing Partners. How's it going, Chris? It's pretty good. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. It has been a struggle the past month. And now to finally be back with my throwing partner, my best friend, it feels good. So let's talk some sports. sports. A lot has happened the last, man, when did the last episode we had? I know I recorded with Jonathan last, but when was the last time we um, had an episode? I believe the last man. time we had an episode was, gosh, I can't even think. It has to be almost like a month and a half, two months. Maybe. I think it's, it was like start of baseball season. It's pretty close to it. it I think it was June? like I think it was like it would think it was like the first two weeks of baseball. Yeah. I, Man, that's so long. That's a long time. Wow. I think I had one by myself and you had one by yourself. And then Jonathan joined us. I saw the, me. I, yeah, I saw them all. And that was the last episode we had was with Jonathan. Well, now school's out until the twenty first. So I have that time, but the twenty this school semester that I'm taking in the summer shouldn't be as crazy so i should be able to be on here more often but thank you for hunkering down and taking yeah. care of business keeping the ball rolling i've had some people even tell me they're like when's the next episode when's the next episode at work and yeah. i go well brian's not they're like yeah we know but he hasn't made one in like two weeks i was like i know I, yeah. it's a lot it's it's, a lot. it's tough like it's hard doing it by yourself and i think like you know you know jonathan's been busy too yeah and like i i like to run things off with him as well um also because he's local he's down the street from me but it it's hard like because like after work you know sometimes like my commute's an hour i'm just like so like drained from the day where i just eat dinner like and then get ready for bed (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's like during the work week it's hard weekends are a little bit easier but like with me for school and session it's never a weekend it's like always working but life happens yeah life happens so we're back though and uh that was our rant yeah, that's that our rant. rant. That was our catch-up. Uh, and we're going to talk sports. Uh, right now, we're in the big midst of a uh, college world series for men's and women's softball and baseball. And I was like, men's softball? Men's, <laughs> men's beer league softball world series coming up. And basketball. Basketball. <laughs> um, and honestly, softball has been crazy I good. It. I it's love been it. so much fun. The big story, I think, is uh, James Madison University uh, coming in first time in the non-seated. They're, non- yeah, they're not seated and they're taking care of business. They took care of Oklahoma. The big one was the big shocker. I think honestly, honestly, the big shocker was them actually getting into the tournament. Yeah. Taking care of Oklahoma State and then, okay, so they're the last seed to make the, the, the playoff bracket. And then they have to go against the number one team in the nation, who is Oklahoma. And then all of a sudden they beat them. And it's like, okay, so they've beaten a five ranked team and a number one ranked team. Now I don't think anybody can stop them unless like, of course, certain teams start picking up on what they're doing and everything like that. But yeah. James Madison is for real. It's a great underdog story. I think they've only been to one college world series playoff in like school history. Yeah. And now I would honestly say the pitcher is the one carrying that team. Yeah, if you haven't keeping up, um, Odyssey Alexander, she goes by CC, um, has literally been the two-way star. She's the Shohei Otani of that team, yep. and 
even when they were down, she's still pitching. They don't take her out. And there was uh, the extra inning game against OU. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was tied with extra innings. She, and threw, she threw over yeah. 100 pitches each game. Yeah. And they came out on top. They had the go-ahead homer, the top half of the eighth, I think. And then she came out to close it out. Like, yeah. over, like, at least 120 when guys, like, major league players don't even – see like 70 plus pitches no. like they're like oh take them out yeah, take them out his arm's done yeah and i mean and i know like softball's a lot different than baseball but nothing to take away from them it it's a weird throwing motion so to do that for 120 plus it, turns it, is ridiculous it, it really is and then also, also alabama's, alabama's pitcher just threw a no hitter had seven perfect game. Perfect, perfect game. Perfect game. So set, Montana Fouts. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it was like seven, seven innings, innings, 15, 15 strikeouts, strikeouts, something like that. Yeah. And you're, you're going to start, start the tournament off like that. I think I Alabama's think Alabama got a lot to look forward to. Forward to. But, but, but even with those losses, though, no team has no won yet. Today is the day um, that those elimination games happen. happen. So we'll, we'll see, see who moves on and who doesn't. Yeah. But softball, if you're looking into anything that, like, you know, honestly, honestly, I haven't, I haven't seen, seen a softball, softball game, game in this tournament yet. That is just like, like a blowout, blowout. or it's, or it's not, not like nail biting. No, it's it's all been close. It's, it's been all like been close. Four to three, three to two, like one nothing. It's, it's been, been it's been, been fun, fun to watch. watch so, so um, if you have, if you want to, not just kill some time, but you want to watch a, a great game and a great sport, watch women's college softball. It's yeah. definitely the way to go. Yeah. So where are the tables to now? You can go to NBA playoffs. Um, they're in Teams have been eliminated. Um, Let's talk about your team. Most notably, uh, the Phoenix Suns eliminated. The, well, I was going to say the Phoenix Suns got eliminated. No, no, I watched I was gonna them say destroy the, the, the Phoenix Suns eliminated the defending champion, Los Angeles Lakers. Yep. And last game was uh, – started out as a blowout. Yep. Ended up, I think, the Lakers lost by 13. It was like – but. Yeah. Anthony Davis went down four minutes into the first and didn't come back out with his groin. And but Booker, man, he had like eight threes. I think he had like eight threes. And then um, Crowder was phenomenal that game too. Yeah. Oh, I was watching it. It was um, Steph, me, and uh, Jonathan and his wife Tina. We were watching it, and wow, like it. We were like, oh, here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay, so I, I get it. The, the Lakers are the, um, how do you say it? The defending champs, right? Yeah. And people are going to say this right now. This is what, no offense to Lakers fans out there, but if you are, this is what I'm going to hear from them. It's because we didn't have a healthy roster. It's because Anthony Davis wasn't hurt, uh, was, wasn't healthy. I don't care if he's healthy or not. You still have one of the greatest basketball players of all time, plus a decent roster after that. You need to handle what you need to handle, especially, you know, when you're the defending champs, there's more eyes on you. Yeah. So good for Phoenix. I even told someone, I'm going to call this person out on live right now. Darian, who I work with, didn't I not say Phoenix in game six? Like I literally called the series. I said, Phoenix will win the clinch series in game six. And it happened. And I'll see you at work. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm fired up right now. <laughs> I'm like Phoenix, you know, we thought, you know, with uh Chris Paul, he had an injury in the last so the second and third game. He wants to play, and you know, I'm looking at it like I, I see about like you know, AD was hurt and stuff, and that was a big difference maker, but there were guys on the Lakers that were healthy and they didn't perform. 
to what they should have been able to and, do. And now, so we're on the Lakers kind of like note right now. Since right now, since lost, but now, but now, now their focus is what do they do with Schroeder? Do they resign them? The dude's going to get at least 25 mil a season. I don't know about 25 mil, but I bet you he does. He'll be a very good commanding point guard. But um, the thing is, is the Lakers, Lakers don't have enough cap space for all these players. They have they have Caruso going on the books. They have uh, Schroeder. They have um, my God, what's, what's his name? I can't even think. You guys just got him this year, uh, halfway through the Gasol. season. Oh, halfway through? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't forget his name. No, 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 no. Well, Caldwell Pope is still taking a oh, lot. Oh, Drummond. Of, yeah, DeAndre Drummond. Yeah, yeah, he's on. He's off. Like, how are you gonna how are you gonna afford to bring back these players that you need? Let alone like you and sign players when three of your players are eating up all the space. It's LeBron, AD, and Caldwell Pope. They're they're yeah. all eating back. Kuzma, you know, Kuzma went one for six from the field. That's sad. And scored two points, only grabbed four boards, and he got paid last year after they won it. And when he was supposed to show up, he never did. And I think the issue with a lot of their depth players is the inconsistency. Yeah. Well, going away from the Lakers, though, in the playoffs this year, I think the the thing that everybody's learning about is – the the Luca and Trey Young trade, the worked most out for even trade, most yeah. even trade you can have, and it's working out. The Mavs play tonight or tomorrow? Oh man, I think they play um, tomorrow. So that's Game Seven. But yeah. I mean, Trey Young's already gone. Show the Knicks, show New York what's up. But here's the thing: of promising notes for teams that are still going or that haven't. I mean, are not going anymore. The Knicks, good for you. You've got something there you've got talent you've got everything you need and now it's just it's uphill from there after what like six years of just pitifulness yeah it's like okay now you're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel i get it the eastern conference is really weak so it's easier to make playoffs but you make playoffs you put on a good series but trey young though for atlanta fans out there trey young is the real deal and he definitely deserves like a, a powerhouse team around him. He yeah. doesn't have it yet. No. Which I don't think they'll make past the next round of playoffs, but he definitely, if he, look at LeBron James, if he had something like that, so he's a shooter. Okay. Yeah. So like, it's like, it's like saying, okay, you're going to make a team around James Harden. Houston did it. And they tried it with Russell. Those two didn't match well. And then they tried it with, um, who else? Chris Paul was in Houston. Chris Paul. And at first they were good. Yeah. Because you have a score and a passer. But when you have Russ and James Harden, it's not going to mesh. They both want the ball. Yeah. yeah. With Trey Young, he wants the ball. So you need to find somebody that's like a Steve Nash. You need to find Stockton. You need to find that guy. Yeah. And But that's not really it's not, the league anymore. It's not. But the thing is, is you can probably get a veteran that would make that sacrifice to win games. Yeah. And not a young player. And a veteran player. And that shows how the Suns went from bad to exactly Chris Paul. You know. Chris Paul knows how to coach that team, but also nothing to take away from the coaching staff because last year Phoenix showed why they have a really great coaching staff. They went eight no in that bubble, still didn't make it. Yeah. Which is which sucks. But I credit, now, I credit now Monty Williams too. Well, yeah, no, that's I what I'm saying. Chris Paul was a huge thing. It is, but I think Monty Williams was the start. Yeah. yeah. And that, you know, and like you said in the bubble last year, they went undefeated. Yes. And, and now, they took, out, now yeah. they took out the, they took the off world champs. And yeah, they took him out. 
Uh, we also have to like put into account like, you know, last year was weird. I get it. Um, they had the time off. Yeah. They had three months off or whatever. Yeah. Went back to the bubble, and those teams that went longer than the bubble: Lakers, Heat, Celtics. First round gone. Yep. And it shows how much it's still. Well, who do you have? Lingering. Okay, let's let's talk about this then. Who wins the East? It's got to be Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. Brooklyn's going to the finals. They're going to the finals. Yes. I would be shocked if they do lose to Philly when if they do play them. Yeah. I'll be shocked. But The Hawks play Philly tomorrow, game one. Yeah. So, Brooklyn wins the East. Who wins the West now is the big question because you have the Lakers gone. If the Mavs beat the Clippers, that's a big powerhouse. Clippers, Clippers got that momentum going you know they but went they, down they can't home. win a game at home no and it's and in it's LA <laughs> yeah they can't win at home I I really hope because first off there's no legit Clipper fans out there no. sorry to those that think they are um the Mavs like I was telling Jonathan this Luka Doncic needs to be considered for MVP because a few months ago they were kind of out of it yeah now um, they're in it they pushed themselves in didn't even have to play in the playing tournament yep and look where they're at you know, I know they did blow a two-game lead, and now they're going to game seven. And I really hope they pull it out because I have a soft spot for the Mavs, and I love Luka. Um, but the Clippers, like, if they lose in the first round, I think that whole franchise just – they wipe clean. Yeah. All those guys are gone. I, I think – I want to say Mavs win game seven. Okay. But my brain's telling me, come on. Yeah, like the Clippers cannot lose. They know for a fact they cannot lose this series. And I feel like if they lose this series, Doc Rivers is gone. He's he's not there anymore. Oh, that's right. He's, he's in gone. Philly. That's right. He's in Philly. I it's, always forget that. It's uh what's his name? Ty Lue. Yeah, Ty Lue. There you go. He's gone. But here's another good thing of a positive outlook from what we saw. The Wizards are back. I don't care if the East is is weak. Russell Westbrook showed that he can take any team and make them better. Yeah. Because Beal was good, but now Russell Westbrook kind of took that notch up, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of good things to look at in, in retrospect for any team that's not in the playoffs or made the playoffs and is out of the playoffs or is still going in the playoffs. I think, I think a lot of people learned a lot from what's been going on the wizards i think next year will be they'll be better maybe but they're gone now i wouldn't be surprised though i'm just gonna say it carl anthony towns gets traded sometime this season because minnesota will want to get draft picks and more and more they're under ownership i think i think they'll they'll push to revamp their their roster or or they they keep cat and they trade russell and get Get some pro- like not high end, not like what Cat would bring them, but like some good yeah picks, and they'll eventually be Kevin Garnett era, probably. Yeah, I. That's a big F, but hey, Carlton Towns reminds me of a, a KG. Yeah, I think I think they have a different demeanor though. Well, KG's more aggressive. Yeah, Cat Cat's aggressive, but the thing is, is he's in the wrong era of basketball for aggressiveness. Or the right one. Some of these guys are soft. It's really soft. The, the fact, the fact though, that like Trey Young took a bow and fans were like, "Boo!" I was like, "Yeah, well, you know what? He beat you guys. Why can't he do that?" Yeah, it's it says people are like, "It's our home it's, court." It's blah, 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 it's whatever. Um, 
also got to think about uh, the Trailblazers, you know, Dan Lillard's out there holding his own and his team can't do it. And now he wants out. Um, well, he hinted at it. Well, coach steps down and apparently he's pushing for Jason Kidd to be the head coach. Mm, I don't like it. It's not the coaching, though. He needs another guy or two. Yeah. McCollum's not always He's not consistent. consistent. He's not consistent. It, McCollum, one, he doesn't show up in playoffs. Maybe like two games yeah. he showed up. He's like Paul George. But like, and then in the season, it's like you get five great games, and then you're gonna get three bad games. Five great yeah. games, three bad games. And it's like, okay, now you got to start looking at okay, what what do we need? Uh, I'm gonna tell you, Portland is when they had a hot CJ McCollum with Damian Lillard, they were literally one guy away from being probably yeah. the best basketball team in the Western Conference besides LA. Yeah, but now it's like. Now they're at a, at a point where it's like you got to make Damian Lillard happy, let alone you need to fill spots. That guy has stayed so loyal to and He team. has, and you can't – and if you do that, you have just wrecked that franchise. Yeah. And now it's to the point – it's almost like going to, like, the Russell, the Russell Wilson thing with the Seahawks. He's super loyal to the Seahawks. You can't just get rid of him. I know he was on the trading block, but you can't get rid of him. So what they do, they fill his needs, basically. Yeah. They weren't wants – their needs because he's shown the statistics of like, I'm getting tackled, Damian Lillard. I can't shoot all these points and then still lose. That's not how this works. That's not how basketball works. Yeah. I need other people scoring. I need people getting their blocks, their rebounds and everything. And, and I, I just can't do it all. So now they got to fill those needs. So if you're watching basketball, I'm going to tell you this. This is probably the most exciting playoff year I've seen in a long time. Probably, Probably since, like, the Boston Celtics winning it all. That really? Time, that time frame. Because I, I remember that, and I thought that was really exciting. But then after that, it, it, that's what started that whole powerhouse teams. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't just necessarily, like, the all-around, like, good squad. It was no. like, all right, I need two to three guys to do this. And that's what basketball is now. The it's, last great it's getting team, the big three. Yeah, the last great team, all five players out there doing what they need to do is the Bulls. Yeah. It, it's, it's literally the Bulls. Yeah. And then after that, the teams that have won after that, they've had good teams, but it's been like two standout players. And then once Boston did that whole tr- that trio the, head. The big three. Yeah. That started. That the, started the everything. Then, then yeah. you got Miami yeah. doing their thing. Then you had what? Cleveland do their thing then you had now la it's funny though about those things is that those big three guys boston one championship yep la uh, miami two i think yeah two yeah cleveland one lebron one one la one brooklyn hasn't done it yet this is the first year well technically no second year because they had you know Kyrie and they didn't didn't play last year so we'll see what happens this year but i mean it's just like it's starting to get old to see players be like falling for the, I get it falling for the ring. That's their job. They have to win the championship. That's their job. Yeah. They want to win it. But too. now, now it just seems rigged to every team. If the, if the money's not there, then the players won't go there, you know, or if there's not a superstar there, no player will go there. Yeah. That's, that's the troubling part. It's like there are teams that are favorite and then there's teams that have no shot. So there's no competitiveness. And now it's just watching you know, I'm going to pay a $150 ticket for nosebleeds just to see two players really play yeah. or three. 
that's the, that's the, that's the hard part. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay. That's why like my Laker games that I've been to were bad teams. But and you I win, still but paid you still paid. 100 plus dollars to see. Because you're watching a whole team play though. Yeah. You're not watching. You're paying for the name. Yeah. I'm paying for the Los Angeles Lakers. I get that. But I'm saying nowadays it's like, okay, if you go to a Brooklyn Nets game, you're going to probably pay $300 just to see three players play. Yeah. That's not what I'm there for. I'm there to watch the sport. Yeah. I'm there to watch a team play. And the last team to play is Chicago. Yeah. It's all about the names who you have and the name of the team. Yeah. What I mean, draws? They're entertainers. They're you entertainers. can also, honestly say you can also say the Lakers in the '90s with Kobe Bryant, Shaq. That was a that wasn't yeah. A, Lakers early 2000s. Yeah, they were great. That wasn't but the late 2000s. So I think when Kobe Bryant and Pau Gasol were there, that was a team because they had they guys come with, off the bench. You they, know, they played. Had, yeah, they, they had, had Lamar, Derek Fisher. They had they, Fisher. They, they had, had a team. Shannon Brown. Exactly. Like, they had a team, not a two players. Yeah. Yeah, they had. They were standout players. But they weren't selfish. They had two players and role players. And here's and my role thing. Players filled their roles perfectly. Yes. And then going off the word selfish, LeBron James is is selfish. Yeah. But if no one's gonna do it, that's the, why he picks it up. But no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about him saying I'm the greatest player of all time. Calling himself out like when did that. he say that? Uh I think that it's been all over ESPN, like for the past like week. Oh. He said, I'm the greatest basketball player. And the fact that you're saying you're the best basketball player, no, you're not. No, you're not. I, I, I still, I don't think he's better than Jordan. No, I, I and they're always their own class. I, I get it, and it's different eras, but Jordan's era of physical basketball and still to be able to do all that stuff, I think if Jordan was now like a LeBron in this era and they went head-to-head, I think Jordan would blow him out of the water. Yeah. Like, you barely touch someone that's a foul. Yeah. It's the it, game's changed a lot, too. Yeah. So, going back, basketball playoffs, watch yeah. it, live it, it's love fun. it. <laughs> what are we gonna say? Uh, Nets and and Jazz in the finals. I got Nets and Suns. Suns are on a roll, and I, I think they can. I think the Suns can take. It. I think Suns can easily take it. I think they win it. I think they win it all. Honestly, that'd, that'd be good for the city of Phoenix. I can tell you that because that that's a team. Yeah, that's not two players. That's a team. Yeah. When was the last time that any team from professional team from arizona like one yeah, diamondbacks in 01 yep. wow 20 yeah. years so See, the suns have been to the championship they've they been went the, they've been the, i think that was the 90s they haven't was it they was, haven't been since the 90s when barkley was there finals yeah maybe because i know steve nash never went he went to the playoffs but they was yeah, knocked out all right but, but let's, let's go, go into let's, let's go into baseball okay a lot's happened. A lot's happened. We're not going to name everything. Yeah. But what do you want to talk about? Mm, I don't, I don't want to talk about sticky stuff with pitchers. I think it's just – I feel like they about. should be able to use it. Here's my thing. Okay, okay. We're going to talk about it. Okay. Two seconds. One, two. Done. Okay, done. <laughs> um, one, I can understand why pitchers are frustrated with the long ball. Rawlings has changed the ball. Have you ever seen that? They, yeah, it they, looks different. It's, it, it's smooth. Like, even the laces have no ridge. So that means and there's you no – You just got two balls. I just got yeah. two foul balls. And I can literally make a perfect circle. There's no – I don't feel the lace. Yeah. And that means less drag. Less drag means the ball's going to go farther. So, 
what are pitchers going to do? I'm going to, okay, if they get, so basically the hitters are getting an advantage that if they make a contact with a 96 mile an hour fastball, even if they don't even hit it squarely on the bat there, it's still going to go. So now pitchers are like, okay, I need to, you know, enhance. And it's not even PEDs. They can say it's, they can say it's PE performance enhancing, but it's not a drug. No, it's substance. It's It's a sunscreen. It's a pine tar. Who cares? It's been, this stuff has been going going on on for years. Yes. Like forever, like the Vaseline on the cap and all this stuff. And why all of a sudden does anybody care? It's a bad time to start caring about that in baseball when you're still dealing with the Astros, what they did. Yeah. Now you're putting more It's not even that. Is that, you know, MLB is still trying to be like, well, we want more action. We want to ban the ships. We want to do this. We want to move the mound back. I think it's more they – pitching's just gotten better, and I think they're afraid to say it. They are. Because there's two approaches for, for freaking hitters. It's – Strike out, I'm going to swing for the fence. Yep. It's all about launch angle. And that's what kids are being taught nowadays. Yes. And it sucks. And they take all these analytics and everything like that. You know, whatever happens. Okay, you and I love old school baseball. It's about average RBIs hits. I love contact hitting. That's that's how. It's a drug to me. That's, <laughs> that's your PED right there. Yeah. Um, but that's how I was raised. That's how you were raised. Yeah. And. But at the same time, there were still those power-hitting players. When baseball first started, Babe Ruth hit for average and home runs. Yes, okay? he did. It's possible. It's totally possible. But when you're having a 215 guy hitting 45 homers and 115 RBIs, yeah, it's, it, the, the home runs and the RBIs sound good. But then you're looking at, okay, average is 215. So you mean to tell me he's only getting on 20% of the time? Yeah. Okay, off of a hit. That's just off of a hit. And then if we're going like walks and everything, maybe he's at like 300. Prime example, Joey Gallo. on the Joey Gallo. And they said a few years ago, he had only like 10 singles. Yeah. That was it. That's it. And like, man, like he's a one-dimensional player. Yeah. He is, I'm going to hit for power and that's all I'm going to do. Yeah. And they, they choose this when they're in the minors or even before. Exactly. And that's what's frustrating about baseball. And people are like, oh, well, like, long balls are great and stuff i love homers everyone loves a home oh yeah but the exciting thing is the strategy on the base pads and all right i have a guy in second i'm gonna i'm a right-handed hitter and i'm gonna push this ball into the the right field corner exactly it's having control yeah and no one does that anymore there's a few guys out there but that's it the best player to ever do that tony Gwynn. yes could hit it he'll i've heard stories of like okay on this count, he's going to throw me this, and I'm going to hit it that way. Yeah. And players have said he did that. Yeah. That's insane. And that's that's showing you that, one, you can't be beat in the box, and, two, you have so much control of what's going on, that makes you a phenomenal player. Yeah. This is also why I'm going to say this, though. I'm not trying to get on the hype train, but Tatis is a very fun player to watch. Not just oh, because of great. his attitude, the amount of hustle he does. Yeah. But he does make – the errors, like in fielding wise, that shouldn't be errors. Like he makes common mistakes and, and, you know, he needs to work on that. Like throwing, he has a very uncontrollable throw. Um, simple plays turn into hits for some reason, but the hard plays he makes. Yeah. But the thing is, is he stretches a single to a double. Yeah. He, he hustles. He, it. he hustles. He understands like, okay, 
Also, I think it's because he got this new contract. He has all the spotlight on him. Why, Why stop and like say, say, oh, I got paid? Because a lot of players do that. A lot of players do that. But here's also a good aspect of watching a tenacious player turn docile, but in a good way, Manny Machado. We all remember him as being a dirty player in Baltimore and in L.A. Yeah. As soon as he got paid, he toned it down. He toned it down a lot. He hasn't even done anything, let alone his stats have been crazy good. And, I mean, he was up for MVP last year. Definitely a great season. So it's like he's toned it down in the right way. And I think yeah. now with Fernando there, he feels like more of a mentor to him. That's like that's like his uncle. And then yeah, it's because he has a guy. I'm like you know his times in Baltimore. He had some guys around him you know, like Adam Jones. Yeah, but he didn't have a ton of protection in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And I think what the Padres now is that he doesn't have to be the only guy to do exactly. Something. And then Hosmer stepped up too. He's got Hosmer. He's got Tatis. He's got Grisham. He's got Fam. That that's literally okay. I'm gonna say it. Besides. Honestly, San Fran and Tampa. Tampa does really well. Very cohesive teams win games. Yeah. San Fran is proving that right now. I think the actual the arrival of Buster Posey being back, he's a big locker guy. Yeah. But and he's having a great season. He's having a great season. But he's also here's the thing. He's a catcher. He not only helps his hitters or his fielders, he helps his pitchers. Yeah. So if you have a good catcher, you're gonna have a great team. So look at the Padres. They don't have necessarily a great catcher. They have Austin Nola, yeah. but he's a utility guy. He knows every spot. He can play second. Base. And then he can play first exactly. Base. And then if like let's look at Tampa, Mike Zanino, going back to the home run or strikeout, right? But he does make up for it. He is one of the best fielding catchers in the game. Yeah, and he knows how to dictate the game, and that's why Tampa Bay always has great pitchers. So. If you have a good catcher, you have a great team, you have more success. Now let's look at teams that don't really have a good catcher. Here's a team that I'm going to throw at you that may possibly be on the rise, and you're going to say, why? Baltimore. Why? Why? Adley. Yeah. He's coming up. Okay, he was their number one draft pick, what, two years ago? I think so. And he's out of Oregon State. Like, they're saying he's the next Pudge Rodriguez, basically. And I think with enough talent around him and like how he got brought up through the system and he's going to see those same people up in the system with them. I think they can have a lot of success. Yeah. I think he, I think they could, it's going to take some time. It's not going to happen right away, but I think it could happen. Yeah. The other team I think that is on the rise and we should see more of it. And they started off the, the greatest team is Kansas city. A healthy Salvador Perez goes a long way. Yeah. It really, really does. Yes, they have fallen off the cliff a lot. They hit that, what, 10-game losing streak? Yeah. But the thing is, nobody counted Kansas City as even contending. That's the thing. They've lost, they've lost so many. They've lost Mike Moustakis. They've lost, you know, uh, Osmer. Osmer. Alex Gordon retired. Alex Gordon retired. They've lost Lorenzo Cain. Yeah, I'll see his Escobar. Lorenzo Cain. They have. But here's the thing. They are slowly getting players back. They made trades that they needed, like Andrew Benatendi. Yeah, he's doing, he's doing really well. He's doing well. He's doing better than what he did in Boston, I think. And then, then you have Mondesi, who's slowly becoming that. Yeah. That, he's currently hurt, which stinks. But he's a great goal glover. Yeah. And then and he's fast. And now you have, like, at third base, you have the new kid. Um, what's his you name? Have Hunter Dozier. Hunter Dozier. Yeah. And then you have Ryan O'Hearn at first. And you have McBroom there. And then Whit Merrifield is doing any position. He's their guy. Yeah. Yeah. 
But the thing is, he comes and in. And then Carlos Santana. Carlos Santana's there. And so, and now you put a healthy Danny Duffy, who's been phenomenal, and let alone Brady Singer's coming up. Yeah. So Brady it's like, Singer, he has a five ERA. Their, their pitching is going to get there. It's going to get there. They have guys, they have two, like Mike Miner's got 4.6. Brad Keller's got a 5.5. Where's Danny Duffy? 5.0. Duffy, who's currently on a 10 day IL, he is 1.94. Exactly. But I don't. I think his record should be better than four and three. It's oh, it should because have probably seven. It's because he's on the Royals. Yeah, but that's the thing: is a, a healthy catcher and a yeah. catcher goes a long way. Kansas City wasn't even supposed to be in contention. Yeah, and so far they've kept up, even with a ten-game losing streak. They're still within it. You know, it's still early in baseball. I get it. There's 160 I mean, games. It's still. It's not. It's early, but it's not. It's like, not. We're it's almost June. To, we're almost to the All Star game. Yeah. All-star ballots out, folks. If you want to vote for players and teams, you can vote. Deserving players. Yes. yes. Not by name. Yeah. yeah. So, Mookie Betts, sorry. sorry. You're not an all-star. All-star. No. no. You're not, not doing that well this year. No. no. <laughs> so. who, who else is not doing well but always somehow, somehow gets in? Mm, Yankee players. Yeah. But Ooh. they're, like, the guy, like, the guy, like, where I'm like, oh, yeah, like, honestly, I think he's overrated. But he's good when he's healthy is Aaron Judge. And he's actually deserving this year. He's hitting 294. 14 homers, 31 RBI. I'm going to say this. This is the one time I'm going to say this for an award, but not all-star, but for an award, that I'm okay with a pitcher winning MVP, Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, because he's hitting. (laughs) It's it's scary. It's scary how much this guy does everything for this team, and they still don't win. And you know what? You know who's also good? He didn't have a good outing his last start, but Taiwan Walker. He's doing really it well. It is really good. And yeah. so is Marcus Stroman. I wish the Angels signed Walker. So, and you know what's crazy? Stroman and Walker offer one-year deals. So you could see them. Stroman. Danny Duffy's in his Stroman last year, too. Stroman to Anaheim next year. Let's go. We'll, we'll see. But baseball, what else do we want to talk about baseball? Um, baseball's great right now. Um, Mariners are one game below 500. It still may be the year, folks. If you're all the Seattle Mariner fans listening out there, <laughs> We still have a shot. We're doing better than the Angels, and we have probably oof, like oof. less than double their payroll too. It's probably more, or yeah. more than double. You know, um, pitching man. It's all about pitching. They don't have it. But okay, let me get your take. We went on a huge tangent from using substance to okay. what's happening in baseball. Yeah. Um, real yeah, quick, uh, teams getting blown out. You throw a position player in. And three, oh, you, you hit it. So we're talking about three oh counts and then position player hitting it off them. Yeah. Let it happen. Let it happen. There's no reason to be mad because you're down. You're giving 15. up. You're, you're giving gi- up. You're, say, you're saying basically, I don't want to play. You're surrendering. So, and, and here's my thing. When are we going to the La, Ro- the La Russa thing? Yeah. That is not a, that is not a manager. He is literally there just because as a, a celebrity. Yeah. He's literally it's because there. Jerry Reinsdorf who owns the White Sox, was like, I'm going to hire this guy because I let him walk 25-plus years ago. Shut up. Like, or not even 25. Then you got a DUI. Tony Tony Lusa, his last time he managed was 2011, won the World Series, went out on top, went to the Hall of Fame, uh, was a special assistant in the Diamondbacks, did stuff for the Angels, um, got a few DUIs along the way, uh, likes to throw around his – Hall of Fame card. It's so stupid. It's really dumb, and he is not right for that team. He's not right for baseball. He's not honestly. right for baseball anymore. He is aged out. Yes. 
here's, here's, here's what I feel, though, about going back to the, the position player coming in. One, like we said, the team's given up, okay? So basically, you're giving up. Okay, I'm going to – I'm gonna if I'm up to bat, I'm raking. Yeah. Here's the thing. Why? It's your job to hit. You're telling this player not to do his job. You're paying this player to do his job, right? Yeah. Let him do his job. If he hits a bomb, that's even better. Yeah. You know? And then people are saying, oh, well, that stat take away like three home runs because he hit them off the position players. Okay. Are you, let's see you go up to bat and hit off them. Can you hit a bomb? No. Yeah. I, that ball went in at like 47 exactly. miles per hour. And I probably still can. And, hit and here's my thing the slower the pitch is, the less it will go. It's like softball. You, you know that, right? Yeah. Because like as soon as the higher the velocity, the farther the ball will carry. That's simple, yeah. like mathematics. But now you're telling me, oh, we don't want him doing his job and all this stuff. Get out of here. I, you know, I will I will quote Trevor Bauer. I I've slowly grown to like him. It's a love-hate relationship. It, it is. And man, I think and but I he, hate you, but do I respect you? Yeah, I do. Because the thing is, it's like he yeah, you may not like what everything he says, but the things with that that come up like this, he's absolutely correct about. Yes. And you know what? Here's also the thing is. You know, the whole spin rate thing, everybody thought he was, like, stupid and all this stuff. Everybody's doing it now because it works. It works. It works. And you know what? He puts in the work. And hitting is now weaker. And Exactly. So here's my thing. Trevor Bauer, I applaud you for defending players even if you don't like them. They may not even get along, but he still defends them. That's the thing. And, he, and I believe what he says is right. If a manager is not going to have your back, your own boss is not going to have your back on you hitting a home run, you got problems. This started with Tingler last yeah. year. No lead is safe, though. That's the thing about exactly. baseball. As I, I've been reading this book about, like, unwritten rules and stuff, and, you know, there was – I can't even remember it. Um, but there was this story in it about oh, Rangers or White Sox. I don't remember. But, in, like, the 80s. And – they were down, like they or like a team was up by a lot, and guy hit a ball or whatever, 3-0 or, and hit a homer. And yeah. it's like they got mad. And it's like, and they ended up like the other team that got mad ended up winning the game down by like 12 plus runs. I it's like you don't know what's gonna happen. You know, not to brag about my marriage, they did it against the Padres a few years ago. They were down 15 yes. runs. Yeah, it was I think it was in the six. No, it was in San Diego. And it was the sixth inning, and they were down, they were down 15 runs. runs. And they came, and they back. came back and won. No lead is safe. safe. It's, it's, it's gonna true. happen because hitting's still good no matter these guys exactly. are one-dimensional. You know, if you get guys on, you walk a guy, walk two guys, guy comes up, hits a big run bomb. All right, that's three less here's, runs. Now. Here's here's also my thing, too. I want to ask you this. Okay. You know, we've all seen it. When they say, oh, Shohei Otani, the first, like, big two-way player since Babe Ruth and all that stuff, right? Yeah. Why don't they make a big deal for Little League then? Or, call, or college softball? I don't know. Why? Why is it in the big league it's, it's such a big deal? It's a bigger stage. I but the think. thing is, the thing is, though, we all grew up. Okay, when we were in Little League, we all hit. We all pitch. We well, not pitch. <laughs> I didn't pitch. We, if you pitch, you also hit. It's yeah. not It's not your PO. Because usually, like, when uh, your PO, like, pitchers only, for yeah. those of you that are like, what's PO? Like, pissed off? No, no. pitchers only. And uh, when you're that, like, it's because you're 
stronger in one thing than the other. And I think it's with like, they're more people when you're younger and then a little league, it's more versatile. You're not throwing a little league. You're not even touching 70 for some kids. I mean, like, I am 12. <laughs> but I mean, like, if you look at it, like you're not touching that, like no. you can do, but, both. but you see where the crafting comes yeah. where it's like, you're either a pitcher or a hitter. And that happens in college. It's a bigger, not stage. high school, high school. You find out who has pitching potential, yeah, but also who's a better hitter. But college is where that dimension comes in, and I think that's wrong for the sport because everybody's oohing and eyeing. No offense to Shohei, yeah. they're oohing and eyeing about him. But this stuff can easily happen many years ago. But has that's the thing though? It hasn't. It hasn't. But but I don't know what teams and players or anything are afraid of. They're going to wear them out. No. Taking on the Angels, like Jared Walsh has been a two-way player as yeah. well. He's pitched and he has a few outings under his belt and has done pretty well. Exactly. And like, we've seen players like, okay, that can't hit or, or, or let's do this way. Rick and Keel threw a hundred miles an hour, super wild. They're like, okay, we got to find something else for you. They turned him into a hitter. He hit bombs. It's easily, you can easily make any player two dimensional. Yeah. Talked about him earlier. Jacob DeGrom. He hits. He was drafted as a shortstop. He didn't start pitching to the minors. Look at and now he's the best pitcher in exactly. the majors. Same thing with Kenley Jansen was a catcher. Yeah, and now he's and Kershaw a was a catcher. Exactly. Like, and then they switched. And, and it's like it's like people are so ooing and eyeing about this stuff. And I'm like, you know, there is so many players that can be two dimensional. They just choose not. To. They just cho- well, it's not they choose. It's coaching and this ideology of okay, you're either this or that. And that happens in college, maybe at the end of high school. And it's, I think it's wrong. I think it's like, you can find so much more in a player. You gotta look at where Shohei came from, though. He came from Japan. Things were different. Well, no, I get that. But, but that's the thing. You don't have to go. Like, you can no. look You can look in the United States. You can look in the Dominican Republic. You can look in Puerto Rico. You can look at anywhere there's baseball being played. You can find a player that can play two positions. Yeah. Not just, like, a whole infield, but, like, pitch and hit that's the big thing is pitch and hit yeah and i just don't get why everybody's so crazy about it because it's like i'm so used to it it's the thing is like if you're used to it because like because you do it when you play your adult sunday league yeah i do that you pitch and you play third or short but the thing is is like it wasn't even that like even if i wasn't playing that it's like we saw that in little league yeah. We saw this in high school. It's a different stage. It, it's major league but baseball. But that's the thing is like, I want to know where the system breaks this up. Like, when did this start? It breaks up when they're like, well, you got to choose one. We but don't But when want did it this. start? Because Babe Ruth was doing it. Mickey yeah. Mantle was doing it. When did, when did it start? It? I, don't I don't know. That's, that's the question, question for baseball, baseball out there. Yeah. yeah. When did them wanting people just be one dimensional players and only do a fielding position or a pitching position? when it's beyond me and then when did we stop going over 100 pitches per game yeah <laughs> well who who was it um oh my gosh i can't even think cy young threw over 250 pitches a game in like a whole handful of you're games. never gonna see guys guys do that anymore like it's that's the thing about baseball and pitchers is like no one's gonna throw man i can tell you this like i'm looking right now um uh, 1969, Bob Gibson went 20 and 13, started 35 games. How many innings? 
I'm gonna give you this. How many complete games did he have? Oh, he had 30. He had 28 out of his 35 starts be complete games. That's ridiculous. He pitched 314 innings. And it's it's a miracle. Didn't win the Cy Young. It's a miracle (laughs) when you see a pitcher nowadays hit 200 innings. Yeah. And I just don't get it. I don't get it. And I'll bet you if you take Bob Gibson into this era of baseball, he would throw probably five mile an hour faster than the balls he had back then. Yeah. And he was throwing 96. It'd be a back perfect then. game every day. He would be throwing average 101, 102 miles an hour. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, we could all gloat about history, but yeah, history is in the past and everything like that. So we're in this era of baseball, which I love. I love this era of baseball. Yeah. I love I love this now fun kind of baseball that we're getting from players. It's like, you know, the players are interacting with fans more. Yeah. And and that's something old school baseball didn't really do so much. You know, but now it's like, you know, you can kind of see like, hey, that player was is like me. He's a person. He's not this big celebrity. He's a person. Yeah. And I, I love that. And and how they give back to the community a lot, you know. Um it's just different from when and, and you know what? It's funny too, is it changed very fast. Yeah. If you think it was only in like a 10-year span. Right? Ten years ago, baseball was so different. It was totally different. And now and then if you look if you were at 10 years ago, right? And then you're like, how do you think baseball would look then? You probably wouldn't even guess what it is now. Yeah. You wouldn't. It's weird. It's impossible. But baseball is baseball. I will always love the sport. It, yeah. it has the softest part in my heart for it. Yeah. So. It's but there's a lots of things. The greatest game. This is probably the era that I will say I'm complaining the most about baseball of just these unwritten rules and I'm tired of and, it. and managers saying like no to this and then now we're doing the the opening starter with a bullpen player and then I just don't get and it. Your other team started that, so thank you, Tampa I, Bay. You know, but Tampa. Here's the thing, though. Tampa Bay didn't. You they. I don't think they had the plan of like the MLB. Like, That's a great idea. Yeah. They just did it because they're like, okay. I think honestly, I think it was because they're they were out of starters and they wanted to use Sergio Romo just to get three innings done so they could yeah. get somebody rested up. Yeah. And now it's a thing. So good on baseball. Yeah. Love baseball. Love it. Hate um, it at same times. Um, let's. Uh, we went a long time. Yeah. Uh, let's close it out by also bringing this up. Uh, Coach K from Duke. He retired. He's retiring. He's stepping goodness. down. And uh, I like what he said, though. That's crazy. Well, here's the thing. You know what he said is the reason why I had a good coaching career was because people had faith in me. Yeah. I love that quote. Yeah. I think that's great because, no offense to Duke, there's never going to be a Coach K there ever again. No, I feel so, like – bad for the guy that's gonna fill him like those those are huge shoes to <laughs> but fill. here's the thing though he has a little bit of leeway because duke had a really bad season yeah so i think that's when coach k was like okay if i leave now you know i don't leave on a good note but i help the guy out behind me you know but that's, uh man it's crazy let, let me i'm gonna read off some things to you okay from coach k uh record total for this for duke uh 1097 wins oh uh 302 losses that's it. Yeah. That's nuts. That's probably the greatest. Uh, it, I mean, it, it is the greatest college basketball coach of all time. Yeah. Uh, five NCAA Division One tournament. Um, I mean, there's also a reason why he coached the like, USA basketball team. Yeah. Like, I, he's, he's won, what, two gold medals? 
uh, in Olympic Games, he has three. He has uh, six, 12, eight, oh, eight, 12, and 16. He's got three gold. Yeah. And then the, and then in FIBA World Championship, he has two uh, golds. Um, America's Championship, he has one in 07. And then uh, for the assistant coach, he has two. You can't, he has two you, you as won't well. find right. another coach like that. It's the only one I can actually, wait, the only one I can compare to is actually women's basketball, UConn's coach. Yeah. That dude goes, Two seasons of being unbeaten. That's impossible. But all right, so we're closing out. So Coach K is done. Yeah. Who else we got? That's it. All right. So oh, uh, I mean Boston. Uh, their coach Celtics coach stepped down. Now he's in the front office, so they're in search of a coach. Here, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to ask you. We're going to get away from basketball a little bit. We're going to get away from. Sports. I'm going to ask you a question, and I just want to hear your answer for it. Okay. It's a very complicated question. Okay. What color is a mirror? Oh God! <laughs> Why? Oh, <laughs> that's a question that's going to keep me up at night. Well, what do you think, though? Is reflection. And this goes out for all the people listening to this. Um, what color is a mirror? What color is? And the mirror? only logical answer I have Every... is it, it's pretty simple, but. I'm not going to tell you. You're not going to tell me. You got to answer it first. It's every color. I can agree with that because it's just reflecting what it's seeing. So it can be any color it wants to be. So that's my guess. Where weird, crazy. That's my question to end. What color is a mirror? This episode. Because people say, oh, glass, it's, it's clear or, you know. Yeah. But it's like, okay, if it's clear, what's on the other side, a different color, right? So what what color is it? Is clear a color? <laughs> Mind blown. My, I, you know, I'm gonna pop some Advil. Uh, my head hurts now. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, I think we're gonna sign off. And it is a great question, great right? Question <laughs> to end on, and we'll leave it up to the listeners to uh, please vote on yeah, what vote. color you think it is. Uh, DM us on Instagram. Uh, maybe we'll put a poll up and be like, "Hey, what color is this?" Like, <laughs> it's. What a, oh, you should you should put a voting thing on Instagram for this. Yeah, what color is a mirror? Or just, just fill, like, say fill, fill in your best your Answer. best guess. Like what color is exactly? A so thank you all again. I I will definitely feel the the love of the welcome back. Yeah. So I appreciate it. Um, I'm I'm around now, so He's I can't around. leave my best friend and throw yeah. his partner by himself it's, anymore. Uh, it's, it's Jonathan filled my role, and I, I and I applaud him for it. And he he's great. Don't he's, give him that much compliment. It'll go right to his head. He is in the swimming, right? <laughs> yeah, so, Oh, yeah, we don't want to do that. Sorry, Jonathan. Maybe if you picked a different team, I'd have better thoughts. But, you know, no, thank you again. He's good though. people. He's good people. But like I always say, folks, be kind, be respectful, have fun. Things yeah. are opening up. Um, yeah, tonight, Saturday, June 5th, Chris and I are going to Angels Mariners. Watching the Mariners blow up the Angels. Uh, no. Kikuchi's on the mound. So. Zero, zero, zero to the 10th. And, oh, uh, wow. <laughs> David Fletcher walk off homer. If David Fletcher hits a home run in today's game, I will give you $100. That's live. Sweet. It's live. It's recorded. That's live. $100 and to We're David ending Fletcher there so I can save it. And okay. all right, everyone. We'll see you next time. We'll hear you next time. And, uh, Have a good rest of your weekend, whatever day you're listening on. Have a good one. See ya.